Okay, we're going to start off. My earliest memories of cooking out are from those on stationary grills from Sand Run Metropolitan Park back in Akron, Ohio, usually at the family reunion. We never did have a grill at home. My first grill was just a basic model, and I had bought it for a date on the beach. It was a 12 by 12 grate with firebox on tiny four inch legs. It came with charcoal, so you just douse it with some lighter fluid, toss a match and jump back. Over the next few years, I had plenty of opportunities to perfect my skills because my girlfriend really enjoyed us cooking out. Plus she would make potato salad. Man, ain't love grand. Over time, I tried many things. I decided that when the coals looked like they were going out, you needed to give it another shot of go juice and it would flare again. And then you quickly added the burgers, taking whatever heat you could get. You could practically smell the lighter fluid on those flavored burgers. That was not the solution, and it took quite a while before I learned that glowing coals don't need fluid, just a poke or two and an occasional top off of charcoal. I think that is why people are so steadfast in the defense of charcoal because of their earliest fun memories. One clue as to how well coals are burning is when somebody would want seconds and you'd put on the hot dogs on the white coals and hope for the best. Even those dogs came out great with that enviable charcoal flavor. But did we learn the truth about charcoal? Nope. That wisdom only comes with age, some singed gray hairs, and some eyebrow loss. For the many financial ups and downs in my life, a divorce, a few moves where you only brought the big items, I had purchased many grills in all the price ranges. With a little patience, they all performed admirably. The only thing that lasted, though, was the memory. So I upgraded to a grocery store model for 29 bucks. It was usually a red model, and it had a removable lid, and it was on 24-inch legs. These lasted basically for the summer, for the first grate would begin to rust out, and then it was quickly followed by the bottom near the cleanout. When tin foil would not fix the top, and rocks would not patch the hole, it was time to upgrade again. The new and improved models came with a hinged lid, a warming rack, and a side table. The next biggest innovation was the vented can with a handle sold as the only way for you to get your, your charcoals going perfectly. Yes, it helped, but it was not that much better than just stacking them. And now you had one more thing to rust away. The next big idea was get rid of the charcoal. It was March 1981, and I was a newly minted bachelor, just starting my sole proprietor effort at the new brew-through in, in Florida. It had long hours, seven days a week, and boy was I ready for some upgrades. This was when I bought my first propane grill. It was on sale with an empty tank for only 99 bucks. It was love at first light. Quick to light, ready to cook, I used it daily, and I had everybody offering me tips on how to make the burgers taste like filet. And then somebody suggested I try the belly buster, which were hot dogs that had graduated to quarter pound size. 
They blacken just right, keeping the insides juicy. And with grilled buttered buns on the bun warmer, man, it was hot dog heaven. I'm becoming a gourmet grilling guru. This starter model had come with a thin wire rack to grill on, and it didn't take much for it to burn through. One common thread following this tale is that meat, heat, moisture, and metal tools are the death of cooking grates. Some of the models listed replacement grates even, and that should have been a clue. So after replacing the grate a time or two, the carcasses just started to rust through. More money off to the dump. The next plan was to upgrade. If you can believe the hype, all your grill problems will be solved if you only try our stronger, better plated model with cast iron grates. Just like branding irons for steaks for the perfect grill marks. It really is better. Definitely a heavier gauge steel body, and now it will take twice as long to disintegrate. One of the tricks I learned while perfecting my recipes was that a clean, fresh surface doesn't transfer old flavors to new meals. I was a bachelor for quite a while, and I was not well versed on the finer points of cleaning the burned off grease from the grate. Another lazy butt like myself had told me that it was just like seasoning a cast iron pan. Just leave it be. So I did. Aha! Porcelain coated grates, now that's the ticket. The next step up the evolutionary ladder was to buy better grates. Start with a new grill with built-in thermometer in the lid, a window to see the sizzle, and solid cast iron grates. Solid is the misleading statement. Cast iron is porous. Oh wait, cast iron is not porous, and rust is normal. Everybody had a different answer, and they're both right. Just buy these new and improved porcelain coated grates and you'll be done. Wrong. Porcelain is great because it cleans so easily. But wait, how carefully do you have to clean it because it is fragile? And just one little crack and it too is rusting. But now it is rusting from the inside out. So here we are. The 99 grill from 1981 was now $119 on Black Friday and it still only lasts about 14 or 15 months. The heavier cast iron models are costing around $250 and without proper maintenance and a grill cover they too are only good for about 24 months. My last foray into buying a grill led me to an all stainless steel body, stainless steel sides, and the stand was also covered in stainless steel. But most importantly were the stainless steel burners and the all-important stainless steel grates. I had gotten lucky and found a model at Home Depot that had been left over from the past Black Friday sale and had been hidden on the top bins. I was there when management said, mark it down and move it out. So I said, will you still assemble it for free? Yep. They did, and I still have it now going on for six years. The trick is to clean the grills before each use. And I do this by heating all the burners on high, and then I dip a stainless steel bristle brush into a cup of water before each swipe. It actually steams the crud off. The oil, the grease, the fat, the barbecue sauce, all gone. 
clean as a whistle. So here's the problem. Now I have got new grill envy. I know the virtue of stainless everything, but now I want the goodies too. Most new grills today have built-in rotisseries, lights on the handle for night grilling, ceramic elements for solid, even heat. They've got dedicated burners for a quick sear and infrared convection cooking, which really speeds things up. But hold on a minute. Faster cooking, that means less brewskis for the cook. There are laws in some parts of the country that mandate a beer in one hand and a spatula in the other. I brought you on this memory chip today because I know everybody has had some similar experiences and I also know some of you realize that price can be a major factor. We shop in our comfort zones out of necessity but sometimes you can come out ahead if you shop at the top of your budget. And this will leave you with a much more enjoyable grill and a lot more fun grilling. So with a little research and some encouraging words reminding you, you've earned this. So just go for it. With that in mind, I have selected some of the better options for you to look at on our stores, on our website's store page. You will see the link to the store in this episode's notes. It will also lead you to a fun collection of stories on our blog that's all about growing up, some life lessons learned, or perhaps survived is more appropriate. They are all fun reads, usually three to five minutes each. When you do follow this link, you will see some really sleek cutting-edge cooking machines. Just remember, you deserve this. This episode is a personal journey marking my financial status over the years by the size of my grill. You will recognize many of the same grills I lived through Hopefully, they will remind you of some long-forgotten memory, standing over a grill, the people who were with you, what songs were playing at the time, and how a really cold iced-down beer in a can will taste better than a handcrafted IPA. The memories are what it's all about. We share ours. You relive yours. That is our motto. Tell some stories and do some good. So thank you for listening, and especially for taking a few minutes to read some of our stories. So until next time, so long. Welcome to our new podcast. This is the best of Mark and Jeff. So hi, I'm Jeff. Today's episode is about the ups and downs of the art of grilling. You can follow my journey learning the ins and outs of my choices of equipment over the years, And with a few of our suggestions, you too can buy the right equipment that you will need for your gourmet meals. Today's episode is a solo effort because Mark is busy doing research for future episodes and he is collaborating with our sound engineer to improve our future efforts.